Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, Loa, Captain Dennis, and Keith, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so, uh, you know, we cover all gamuts, you know, the entire spectrum of flying, and, uh, of course, it leans more towards general aviation, but we got to cover this commercial aviation news Uh, accordingly when it pops up on our radar Uh, because that really affects more people and one of the interesting things we've seen this week is that the numbers of commercial air travelers have has actually broken the one million traveler mark this uh, past week is that right dennis that's correct uh for the first time, TSA screenings exceeded 1 million uh, passengers, and we have not seen those numbers since uh, March when demand basically evaporated overnight. There you uh, go. And it's been interesting. You know, people have taken the statistics from the TSA, you know, and been looking at it, and it's been a very steady ramp up, but we're, we're starting to come back. We're at about 50% of what the travel level was last year at this time. Yeah, it still has a long way to go to get back to normal, uh, but people are obviously feeling comfortable enough. Uh, and and the numbers are starting to increase and and that kind of thing. I I flew a few weeks ago. Keith, you've been flying commercials sometimes when you have to and don't have a GA aircraft available. Is that true? Correct. Yeah, I yeah. fly pick up airplanes and you know move around to get airplanes and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm flying quite a bit. Okay, and you feel pretty I have I have through the whole thing. Yeah, you haven't had an issue with this at all. No, Keith is very uh, I don't know. He's he's like, look, if I, if I'm gonna get sick, I'm gonna get sick. It's no big deal. Uh, I've been there, done that. I still have the antibodies. Matter of fact, I gave blood this uh, this week to prove it, and that's one of the ways you find out if you still hold the uh, COVID nineteen antibodies is you can give blood, and they kind of do that little test for you as a bonus for making a donation. So I did that I this gave, week. Yeah, you gave, I gave plasma. I gave plasma. And uh, I I do not have the antibodies. Well, there you go. See, so you're lucky. You're good. And uh, you know that's the thing. I would prefer to be like Keith, but you know I got I got hit early on. Uh, it wasn't that big a deal as I we spoke about uh, you know a few weeks ago, or actually it's been a few months now. But I still have the antibodies, so uh, in theory I should be somewhat immune from catching it again. You know, so I'm kind of glad I'm past that part of it. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, you hear all these stories, somebody could get an infection second time. You know, and I'm taking all the precautions, you know, I'm not being stupid and keeping my social distance. And I wear a mask when it makes sense, that kind of thing. And when I was flying on the airplane, I took some extra precautions, even though I had the antibodies, you know, just a little common sense type stuff. You follow the guidelines and and do uh, what you can, you know, but I've always been a bit of a germaphobe. So, you know, it doesn't really bother me too much to do do that, even though I will admit I do not like wearing masks. I mean, anybody who says you like wearing masks, I, I think there's something wrong with you. Would you agree with me on that, Dennis? 
Just personally. Unless you're a bank robber, it's just not natural. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> what are you hiding there behind that mess there, buddy boy? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I wish we could get rid of them. But right now, that is what we have to deal with. And, and you know, you should, you know, you know, follow the rules. I mean, uh, it just makes sense, I think. And, and I guess we got some data this week from, uh, well, about commercial airliners and masks. It, it is, I guess, somewhat disputed or some people are questioning it. But basically the bottom line, it's saying that if you go on an airline, a commercial airliner and wear a mask, uh, the chances of getting COVID are like practically non-existent. Is that it? Yeah, I got yeah, that right. Uh, the Department of Defense uh, just conducted a study in conjunction with United Airlines. And what they did is they took a couple of their 767 and 777 airliners and set them up with, you know, some testing. Mm -hmm. And basically with the mask on and the amount of air that's being exchanged and disinfecting and filtering that they do in the air, the chances of a virus particle coming from an infected passenger and getting to you is, is essentially non-existent according to the study. Hmm. Now I'm sure there'll be people that'll dispute the metrics behind the study. It was only one infected patient and then they didn't use the restroom during a three hour flight, but that might be a very realistic profile. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we don't know, but, but you know, the thing is they got all these rules in place right now. Uh, pretty much all the airlines have uh, that line. You cannot get on the airplane if you do not have a mask and we've had those stories, if you take it off, they'll kick you off and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I understand people may not agree with the the results, for instance, of that particular study, but you know, if the airline has that rule, I mean, uh, I don't know. Do you have any recourse, Keith? I mean, the, I, from my standpoint, look, it's their business. You don't have to fly them. If that's their rule, you got to wear a mask and you don't want to wear a mask. Just don't fly that airline. Right. Is that a, is that a fair thing to look at, or do you look at that a little differently from your perspective? What do you think, Keith? There's not really any other way to look at it because yeah. uh, every airline's requiring it now, right? And so you have to, and either that or don't fly. Exactly. That's why. Well, you, unless, unless you fly your own airplane. Right. Well, that's the alternative. You, know, you you could go GA, and uh, I mean that'd be the preference. Once again, you want to have total freedom. That there's another excuse to go uh, with general aviation and learn how to fly your own airplane or find a fellow pilot friend that's willing to fly you around. That would be my first choice uh, by far, but and of it's course mine as well. Yeah. But of course I have no friends that are willing to do that for me. <laughs> so or not enough of them. I'm working on it. Right, Dennis. Do you I've have, been, do you have friends? Well, it, maybe they're more acquaintances uh, here on just plain radio. So I, I've been, I've been Brown nosing Dennis pretty much. And, uh, I still wouldn't count on it. No, <laughs> not evidently not enough, but I've been trying, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, your alternative, but look, if the, if the airline requires it, whether you like it or not, it's their business. If you don't want to patronize their business, okay, don't do it, but you can't, you know, go buy a ticket on an airline and then say, you know what? Screw you. I'm not going to wear my mask for whatever reason you want to pick. I mean, it's their business. I think that's their choice. You think, Dennis? I think it is their choice. It's your choice to not fly. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the bigger part of this whole study is just the fact that somebody's actually taking the time and effort to look at how how severe the risk is. Right. And whether it be flawed or not and 100% accurate, at least there we're not, uh, you know, just knee-jerk reactioning to, you know, just don't fly at all. Okay, so if you do fly, here's the likelihood, here's the risk, and then you yeah. can use that. Are you comfortable with 
this, you know, potential exposure if, if it was a problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's far better than the overreactions that we've been seeing, you know, up to this point because nobody knew. And now at least we're taking the time to get some real data and understand what, how it affects us and right. be able to make some educated decisions. It will be interesting to see if this story or this uh, new research uh, clamps down on the incident number that we hear about in the news of these fights breaking out on airlines for some well, guy. We had those problems before this, though. Remember? Well, yeah, but no, it wasn't because of the mask. I mean, now they got this new, you know, uh, hot button issue where someone decides they're not going to wear their mask properly or wear one at all, or you know, they you know use it as a chin diaper. And then yeah, the, the we've person just next changed to them. The, the seat recline to whether you're wearing a mask. It's just, you know, we try well, to never go for away. another. Yeah. But they, you know, that usually doesn't cause fist fights. I mean, the no, mask. Excuse thing. me, but you're imposing on my social distance by right, right. seat well, back. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I don't know. The mask things have gotten pretty insane. Some of those videos on YouTube. I, you know, I, I'll tell you, when I flew commercial, that was the one thing I was on the lookout for. I was like, you know, it's like, where's the fight going to break out? Who, who's not doing it correctly? <laughs> you know, may, uh, they, yeah, because, you know, the you need a hobby, the flight attendants aren't doing anything for you. They're not serving beverages or anything. So you need something else to distract you and uh, entertain you. So I'm looking for like, you know, a WWE kind of wrestling match in the Iowa. Okay. Maybe it's just me and I'm just uh, got too much time on my hands. I need to bring a book on board with me next time instead. All right, we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. That plane, as beautiful as it looks, is 30 years old. Can you believe it? Hold that plane this morning. What can look so beautiful at 30? An airplane. Please don't let those jet engines start. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis and Keith, rounding out the crew. All right, so, uh, you know, this is one way to get your fix of uh, aviation news and information by listening to Just Plane Radio week in and week out. Uh, you might be more than apt to, you know, check out some TV shows. Uh, there's a new one out there. I don't, I don't know. We think it's on PBS. We're not sure, but the, I, I got this uh, press release about the Restorers, which looks really interesting to me and it's basically about uh you know taking classic warbirds and getting them airworthy again and the process and the folks that are flying them and everything and it, it looks really interesting according to their website but i'm not sure where it is we think it's what pbs or maybe you can at least order dvds and blu-rays but it's called the restorers it looks pretty good to you too right dennis you think yeah it, I, i'm really a big fan of these uh you know vintage air shows where they're taking you know a bunch of old airplanes you know go cruise around on amazon prime and there's a there's a number of series like this uh, mm-hmm. that go through all the all the work and effort to restore and bring back these pieces of living history and they're you know they're absolutely fantastic and this looks to be in that same vein. Uh, the restorers, if you go out to their website, uh, you can actually put in your local uh, zip code and see if your local PBS affiliates carrying it and when when it's on their schedule, and you know get more information on the episodes. And there you go. Yeah. yeah. See, Keith doesn't even watch TV, and I think this even piques your interest. Am I right there, Keith? What do you think? Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that because yeah. I enjoy that stuff. But right. regular TV, yeah, not so much. Yeah, well, this is not regular TV. This is aviation TV. So yeah. uh, it gives you another Regular reason. TV, you just vote people off. Right. <laughs> True. Uh, maybe they do that on that show, too. That'd be a nice combo. You know, if they don't build the, you know, restore the plane just right, the mechanic that screwed up, he's voted off the island or voted off the plane or has to jump off. Or do you have Plot a hand twist? Or wrench or, to the next mechanics that are going to stay with you for the next phase of the build? Right. You never know. Uh, you know, that's why we don't produce TV. That and the fact that we have the face for radio. Uh, also, the, that uh, show that's been around forever, uh, The Aviators, what, they're in season eight now? Is yeah, that right? They just launched season eight of The Aviators, and that's, that's a fun series. You know, mm-hmm. they, they kind of, uh, you know, go all around. They've had a lot of celebrities that they've featured. Uh, Vince Neal, um, they kind of chronicled his journey of, you know, going from, you know, basically Greg Holt student status to a private pilot. To, so, you know, they've had some pretty big celebrities on there, and it's just very interesting uh, that they, they go into a very wide spectrum of general aviation yeah, no, um, I, I haven't seen that episode, but I saw the teaser for Vince Neal from Motley Crue, and I was like blown away, but it had something on there that said something like, see how it ended, like it didn't end well with him learning to get his private pilot license. Did you see that episode or no? I did. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, so watch the show. Okay. But, uh, the Aviators is great, though. The first season when they came out, they were at Oshkosh, had a booth and everything set up there, and it was a small Canadian production company, and they've now moved their actual production headquarters to Oshkosh to be more at the the mecca of general aviation. So right. they've really uh, stepped up the show over eight seasons, and it's it's really a good watch. Yeah, it's Check good it out. stuff. It's uh, available on Amazon Prime. It's available on your local PBS affiliates. Um, just Google search it. You'll there find you it. There you go. 
It's good, uh, good, good time in front of the, the, the tube. Might as well make the most of it and watch something like that. Now, there's another uh, movie or documentary that is either coming out or has just launched. And what is it called, Dennis? It's called Fly Like a Girl. And hmm. it's a uh, a movie. It's up on all of the major streaming services right now. So you can go out and you find it on Vudu, Fandango, YouTube, TV, all of these. Uh, it, it's a, obviously it's a pay for movie, yeah. but it's uh, a documentary that has been done about women in aviation. And it, it is disturbing when we think about the fact that over 50% of the population is are women. But do you know what the percentage of them that are pilots today? Hmm. I'm guessing not enough. What do you think? No, definitely not enough. Um, in the U.S., it's less than 8% of the population are pilots. Hmm. Why is that? I well, mean, I, I've been part of, you know, women in aviation. I've helped out with their girls in aviation days and things right. like that. So I've, I've gotten to hear some of their statistics and read the articles and things that they, they are pushing out. And what it really comes down to is, you know, part of it is they don't have good role models. When a girl sees a woman working. What are the typical jobs that they see? School teacher, nurse, things like that. Mm-hmm. When you when you say, you know, show me an airline captain, who who what do you first comes to mind? Some crusty old salt that was out of the military with the epaulets, right? You don't picture a woman in that role. And that's the image that the women in aviation is trying to change. And this uh, hopefully will go Why are you calling me crusty, the, dude? Well, hey, you know, call like you see it. <laughs> Maybe, you know, uh, no, you know what I'm saying though. You, you see that they, the, the hardened old, uh, airline captain, you know, the, the, the one that's depicted in all the movies. I'm saying, not saying that that's the real life. I mean, well, we, exactly. we've all met Jim Folsom before and he doesn't fit that mold. Well, right? that's true. And, and you know, if, uh, you know, the ladies would see me uh, flying an airplane, wouldn't that be, they would run off the airplane, but that's well, a different that, story. Okay. That could be, that could be true. But as far as like, I don't know, I, I, I totally understand you know, the looking up to uh, women in aviation and inspiring other women to want to take that career path. But I don't know. I wonder if it's deeper than that. I've always kind of wondered that. I mean, all the the uh, aviation ladies that we have met over the years on Just Plain Radio are just superstars. I mean, I don't think I've ever met, I, I, and I think we've even talked about this, that we think that uh, women make better pilots than guys. Would you agree with that, Keith? I, mean, I think we've talked about that before. We have talked about that yeah. and in some ways. Yes, that, that is true because women have typically, uh, if you want to generalize, they have more attention to detail than men do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Squirrel. There's, uh, there's another factor in that as well. And that is that the, in the older aircraft, not only did we have a different, uh, way of socializing back then where the women were, you know, like you said, teachers, office work. That right. kind of thing. Flight attendants, uh, but that the, kind of stuff. You but, mean? Yeah. Yeah. But the airplanes uh, were a lot harder to fly back, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. The older aircraft, you had to have a lot of muscle to fly the airplane. And a lot of women did not have the physical strength to fly them. Today, mm-hmm. uh, with all the uh, hydraulics and things that we have to assist in the controls, it's much easier for some of the women to fly the airplane. Right. Even a girly man like Greg can fly an airplane. So surely any woman on the planet can do it. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, um, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. And there's a lot, you know, that 8% of women that are pilots, they're all ahead of you. Okay. Um, well, because <laughs> they actually have their certification. Okay. That's enough about me. Yeah. 
I was just uh, it, no, it, illustrate. But I, I've trained a lot of girls, and we train a lot of girls here at the flight school. Yeah. And they do. They do a nicer job because they do have that attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And most of them realize they don't have the, the physical strength to do it, so they learn how to trim the airplane much better than men do. Whereas men have a tendency to just kind of muscle it through. Yeah. All right. They're, they're just uh, have a better, I don't know, aptitude for becoming a pilot. They just need to be uh, aware of it, maybe. You know, it's a, a viable option. I'm not sure what the answer is, but those numbers need to go up. All right. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hold on, he's flying the plane. It's an autopilot. I say these hands were takeoffs and landings. I mean, does a surgeon do the middle of an operation? Yes. You don't. If I could only, I could only fly. I drift with This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, Captain Dennis, and Keith rounded out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right, so um, we, we had another sighting, at least one more, maybe more as, uh, by the time uh, we've gotten to this. But uh, the, this guy on a jetpack has been sighted again uh, off of uh, LAX. Is that right, Dennis? Right. And it's 6,000 feet. And that's, that's getting up there. That's uh, like Iron Man stuff. Exactly. I mean, what is going on in California? I, I, you know, they, they never did figure out who it was, who uh, was cited. I guess it was what, uh, beginning of September, uh, August timeframe. And then just a week or two ago, uh, some Chinese commercial pilots from Air China uh, reported seeing a jetpack, a guy in a jetpack again. So what are the latest rumors about what is going on there? Do we know? Well, what we know so people, far People are is, trying to leave California. Well, that's one way to do it, I guess, <laughs> in style. Uh, Iron Man is real, maybe? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, no. maybe, maybe. Um, what we do know so far is that the FBI is obviously involved in trying to investigate what's going on. And they have interviewed uh, the one or two companies that actually have working prototype jetpacks. Yeah. And in both cases, the 
the product that they're making isn't even capable of getting to the altitudes that these are at. They would have used so much fuel, they would have no flight time. Right. So what their current consensus is, is that they think that this might be an electric powered drone or RC airplane Hmm. with a mannequin attached or dressed up as a a jetpack type of a deal. So it's probably somebody playing with, you know, with a drone and just, you know, trying to mess with the crew and get some attention, something along that line. That's what they're, that's the current, uh, theory. Theory, huh? Yeah. I, you know, I remember seeing one of these, uh, jetpacks, uh, back in the day, a long time ago, actually. And it was at the Disney studios, Hollywood studios. And they actually, remember that movie, the Rocketeer, they actually recreated a real life, uh, Rocketeer jetpack uh, stunt that they would do as part of their fireworks display. I mean, this was like 25 years ago they were doing this. And, uh, but the trick was, or the thing was, the thing was ungodly loud. I mean, because basically he's wearing a jetpack on his back. And uh, like you said, the fuel consumption is crazy. So he, he all it does, is, you know, you hear all this racket and it just blasts off from in front of the Chinese theater that they had at the time at the theme park. And he would fly up above the roof and then kind of land back on the roof or out of sight. And that was it. It all lasted of all of 15, 20 seconds because that's evidently about as much fuel as he has available to be able to do. Just go up and go down. So going up to 3,000, let alone 6,000 feet, is that where the Chinese pilots are saying they were thereabouts? I thought yeah. that yeah, was, but it was yep. just northwest of uh, of the airport at six thousand feet is what they reported. So, mm. Mm. so you would think uh, they they would be able to tell if it was a dummy. You know, I mean, you know, you know, if I don't know, I don't know who knows what they were thinking. But is that what you think it is—a drone, or you think it could be somebody doing something that we just don't know? It could be those UFOs that we've been seeing lately. Well, having seen the YouTube videos of the guys on the jetpacks, and you know they're generally flying a few feet off the water because right. you know they they don't have much room to work with. And well, so they're afraid if it you know if they crash, yeah, that's, a, that's a long fall, <laughs> right? So you know the fact that they're you know constraining their stuff to within about fifty feet mm-hmm. and you know very short flight times. I highly doubt that it's an actual jetpack, and I would tend to believe the theory that. This is a electric powered airplane. I mean, gliders have been up at thousands of feet for years, you know, with radio controlled stuff. So yeah. it wouldn't be hard. You see the guys on flight tests that make these uh, crazy contraptions out of foam board and stuff like that. Right. The tools are out there. It'd be cheap enough to make, and you could certainly make it look like a Superman. In fact, I think they've even got something like that, that they, they had put together on their website. So, well, I don't know. I mean, if they were, uh, if they were able to do the Rocketeer 25 years ago. There's surely there's been some technological advances since then, but imagine the budget of Disney's Imagineers right. versus, um, you know, some, some guys in their garage that want to mess with the local, uh, air traffic controllers and get yeah. some YouTube celebrity. Yeah. I don't Maybe. think they've got the budget. Well, you know, I, I don't think that that would uh, benefit them too much on the YouTube celebrity thing, because as soon as they publish it, they're going to be busted. So I, this has to be. There, there has to be something else going on here, I think. It's a conspiracy theory. I'm just telling you, maybe you know, maybe it's it's connected to all these uh, UFO sightings we've been hearing about the last few months. And this is, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, I, it, it's an interesting story. 
But I would think that if it was someone just playing games, that they first of all, they'd catch them pretty easily. And secondly, we'd know more about it than we do at this point. You don't think so, Dennis? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, the, a drone's pretty small. It's not showing up on radar, so it'd be really hard to kind of track it. And, you know, if they're launching out of some little uh, hidey, hidey, hidey hole in the mountains of uh, L.A. there, you know, there's yeah. probably a very little likely chance that nobody would even see them, you know, taking off or recovering. Well, yeah, but they would have to know this is like highly illegal and they're going to go to jail as soon as they're busted. So or not. Well, we know that people don't care these days that? about, yeah. they we just don't, don't care, care these days about being legal. Well, maybe, I guess you, you and, get a point there. However, I, I'd have to question how small it is because um, if they're seeing it at 6,000 feet, then, you know, it, it's got to be fairly large. Yeah. I, that's what I would think too. That's why I say, you know, I, I understand the drone theory, but, uh, but that just seems a little, uh, a, a bit much. And we do but know. Have you seen uh, some of these RC airplanes that people. Well, we, we have, but we've also yeah. seen the, seen the, the, well, you know, a few years ago, the guy at the air shows was doing these, uh, jet pack things where he had a jet attached to him and he was doing that. He was, wasn't he up that high? He was, but that's a different style of jetpack. That, that guy was a skydiver, and he had a jet engine that would help maintain his wingsuit at an right. altitude. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't actually trying to launch from the ground and get up to 6,000 feet. It's a completely different story when you're already in the air and just trying to stay level. Yeah, well, that may be. They, they need to get pictures of this thing so we can get this uh, mystery solved once and for all. But I'll tell yeah, you what. This one, but this one here was like a mile away from where at 6,000 feet, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That that'd be that'd be kind of hard to see if it was a, a drone to be a mile away from an airliner. Yeah. Well, what they're they're saying is that it's you know they think it's a man in a jetpack, so we're assuming it's got to be somewhere in the six foot range at least. Right. Yeah. That's a good sized drone, not mm-hmm. a little uh, J you know DJI Phantom or something. like well, that. Well, and something that big, you'd think it'd be fairly uh, difficult to hide, uh, you know, from other people seeing it. You would think yeah. too. I don't know. They just unless, lo- unless you're launching from the mountains. Well, maybe, yeah, you know, or or like I said, it's uh, maybe it's just one of the UFOs going to explore outside its spaceship. Who knows? There's so many possibilities, and they're all interesting. So we'll just have to wait and see where this uh, story ends up. But that's what's going out going on in Hollyweird. <laughs> so you know, only there. Would it uh, make sense for something like that to happen? So we'll see where that goes. All right. So um, when it comes to uh, airplanes, you know, whether you're looking for jetpacks out the window or just uh, flying for the, I don't know, just the the commercial airliner food, which they pretty much shut down or they give you a little bag full of snacks. That's all you get now these days, right, Dennis? If you're lucky. If you're Um, lucky. if but Singapore lucky, Airlines, peanuts. yeah, Singapore Airlines though has decided to take uh, bring bring back airline food or, or take it to another level, and uh, we're going to talk about that in just a bit. You know, they got the Singapore Girls, or well, I think that's what they call them. Uh, they, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons why we don't have as many female pilots. They they're aspiring to be Singapore Girls instead. There's a whole issue there, maybe. But uh, we'll find out what they're up to next on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How is it going with the plane? <sighs> we managed to help someone with it, but in so doing, the engines were damaged beyond repair. You won't fly? I wish I had better news, but we'll find a way to bring you home. This is Just Plane Radio, Gregor Copilot. Captain Dennis and Keith rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. And, uh, okay, so you're missing your airline food because they're really not uh, giving you any because they're making you wear a mask and, you know, any snacks and drinks you get. Uh, if you're lucky, they might give you a little baggie full of that stuff on, uh, you know, depending on the level of, of ticket you've purchased. But most of them, you don't get squat. So Singapore Airlines who are, you know, they're famous for the Singapore girls. All the flight attendants are attractive uh, young ladies. And that that's a, you know, I don't know if that has anything to do with the pilot shortage with women or whatever, but uh, they can aspire to that, which is a thing that probably isn't going to play well in the U.S. But God bless those folks in Singapore for uh, keeping that around. I'm a fan, but maybe that's just me because I'm a guy and I'm a pig, you know? But uh, they've decided to do something else, uh, I guess maybe because they have extra planes laying around that aren't being used, and they're like, hey, let's bring back airline food. <laughs> well, you know, airline food's always been, you know, kind of dissed as uh, being, you know, not exactly, uh, you know, official and five-star Edible. rated and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, you just kind of a captive audience. And right. It's, it is what it is, but. Apparently, the experience of being able to eat on an airliner is something that's too appealing to be passed up. Uh, Singapore Airlines has decided to try turning their one of their parked Airbus 380s into a pop-up restaurant. Hmm. And so normally they can carry about 470 people, but for social distancing purposes, they've actually cut the capacity in half. But they still managed to sell out an entire dining experience um, in an airliner in less than 30 minutes. Wow. Do you think it's because of the Singapore girls and it's kind of like a Hooters in the sky kind of thing going on there, Dennis, or is that hey, just it, me? It's something that's been tried before. <laughs> I mean, there was a Hooters airline at one time and they had actual Hooters girls in the, uh, the dreamsicle outfit, but, uh, I, I don't know there, the article was really light on, uh, how this was carried out, but it is intriguing. I mean, you want to go get inside of an Airbus 380, you know, there's not going to be too many of those flying anymore. Right. As the big airline airliners are falling out of favor. Well, is it going to fly or is it just uh, going to pop up in a particular airport and Hey, come it's dine with staying us. Parked on the ground. You're not okay. going flying anywhere, but mm -hmm. tickets are anywhere from $40 for a seat in economy up to 600 or full, well, sorry, $470 uh, what? for a first class suite. And that includes the whole experience, your meal and everything is. Uh, do all, they you know, like shake the plane like a uh, turbulence every now and then just to give you the effect of flying? Well, maybe they could. That'd be uh, interesting. <laughs> right. Actually, I'll tell you, if you can uh, afford the first class experience, the food on those particular type of aircraft and, uh, you know, Singapore Air is rated like number one, number two, number three in the world. And uh, their food is pretty amazing sometimes 
I've had, I haven't been on Singapore, but I've been on comparable ones and I've been thoroughly impressed. Like, why can't we get this in the States? And uh, Because we, ours are all, ours are not government funded. That's Greg, it. You also buy the lowest cost ticket. Well, well, that is true too. Uh, but regardless, uh, it is a whole nother level when you get uh, to a, like a Singapore Airlines and that kind of thing. So, I, you know, I'm intrigued by it. I don't know if I'd be willing to spring, uh, you know, 600 bucks for that type of an experience. But boy, I mean, for that much, don't they chew the food for you and then like spit it in your mouth like a mommy bird or something? Jeez, that's crazy. No, I guess I would Really? Be. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying. No. It's but, just a lot of money. What's a good uh, good steakhouse cost when you want to go out to someplace like Manny's or something like, place uh, like that? Nineteen ninety five. Hello. Well, that's Golden Corral, Greg. That's right. not a nice steak. And place. your point is what? Yeah, not anymore. That's right. They don't have. They're going. Yeah. They went out of business or something. I don't know. Anyway, they, they are. That would be an experience, and I think that's what it'd be. It'd be more of like experience dining. It's it's not necessarily just about the food. It's about the environment. The, you know, the, the uniqueness of being on a, a huge aircraft like that. And I would imagine they, they spiff it up pretty good for an experience type thing like that. I'm just surprised it's not flying. I thought they were going to like pick you up and at one airport, fly around, serve you food, some drinks maybe, and then you come back and land. But you're saying they don't even do that, huh? Nope. You're well, not even leaving the gate. Golly. That's uh it's, it's just, it's just a way to try and find a use for one of those three eighties. Well, True. Yeah, might as well get something out of them uh, while they're parked and stuff. You know, find, finding unique ways to use those uh, all these aircraft that are grounded right now uh, is, is a tricky situation. And maybe they ought to take one and turn it into a haunted house for the for Halloween next week or something. You think that'd be fun? I would do that. You know, the flight fright or flight, you know, something like that. Yeah. Oh, I've got the ideal flight to scare the what what would Jesus happen? Out of what would happen in your uh on your flight or your your fright flight? Oh, the PA I, announcement. I this is your captain speaking. I'm working from home today. This is Captain Greg. Ah! That one well, the problem too. with that Dennis. The problem <laughs> with that Dennis is the fact that uh the younger generation today wouldn't care about that. You know, our generation would, but the younger ones they could care less. They wouldn't mm. even even hear the announcement being said that's true they didn't be all watching their uh phones and watching the videos and completely tuning out anything that's being yeah, said by you, the cabin crew you'd have to turn you'd yep. have to block uh all cell phone usage and electronics and that that would make them scream in terror just that alone but well, i don't know what's your idea there keith what would you do my idea would be to have somebody in a body bag mm. in the back of an airplane okay and take somebody up under the auspices of giving them some multi-engine training maybe some multi-engine night flying training or something like that. Yeah. And then have that body sitting up with some, of course, some noise to go along with it, right? Okay. Um, as the body creaks and groans, as it expels the gases and so forth from the altitude changes, uh, which is what really happens when you actually fly a body that really? is deceased. Yeah. You know, the muscle contractions and stuff like that. That would get some people going. I don't know, Dennis, but I think he's put way more thought into this than I would have ever guessed. Uh, he's going to put the haunted house people to shame with that one. 
Yeah, you seem to know a little bit too much about that, Keith. You hear what I'm saying? I don't want to fly with you a week or two before Halloween. Yeah, remind me not to take Keith up on some free uh, multi-engine training at night. Yeah, you're just talking about with GA aircraft. I'm th- thinking taking one of these Airbus 380s. Just think of how many bodies we could pack in that. Well, it's like, it'd be like walking dead in the sky. Exactly. All right, well, that's pretty twisted and sick, and you know, it's just what we do sometimes. When we let our inside voices come out to the world. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, uh, it'll never happen. Until now, everybody thought I was conservative. Right. Exactly. He thought he, he was so normal. We never thought anything about him. He was just like, a, you know, typical flight instructor. He's nice, friendly. Little did we know. All right. So, uh, look, just a quick little tidbit. We did get some new data for uh, pilots if you're aspiring to be one, you know, with Keith or or even uh, Dennis as your flight instructor. Uh, you're going to have a pretty good employment opportunity despite the fact that COVID has, you know, knocked down the numbers quite a bit as far as demand for flights and things like that. They're still predicting a big, big employment shortage for pilots. Uh, is that right, Dennis? That's correct. Boeing uh, has released their latest aviation employment forecast. They're they're looking 20 years out into the future here, and they're still predicting that uh, we're going to need another 763,000 pilots worldwide. Well, there you go. So if you thought you were going to be out of a job because of this COVID thing, eh, you got plenty of jobs available to you. So get in there and get her done. It just may take three more years to get back to where we were before COVID. Hit. Yeah, that'll give your training window. Uh, maybe just uh, enough time for you can take advantage of it. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.